0: Welcome to the Hunters Hub event quest. This is your host one joined by co-host Darth, and or uh, I don't know what we decided on the name thing. <laughs> also known as Chauncey, um, or, Ch- or Chauncey, Chauncey. Yeah. Also, hi. Most people know I'm also. My name is Cham. Uh, and then uh, our 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 new co-host Thoth uh, Thoth Amon is his screen name. But uh, our good friend Matt, how you doing? Hey guys, appreciate you having me on here. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to talk some more magic. Um not that we do that most of the time in person anyways, but <laughs> <laughs> Well. <laughs> but yeah, so um for listeners uh if you're you know first time listening, this is Event Quest where we talk about the uh five five cards we each enjoy out of the current set that we're reviewing in quotations um actual thoughts and opinions on the cards but uh in in all honesty, it's not really a set review because we're just gonna have fun with it at the end so um we have five cards each to talk about tonight for uh commander legends right yes yes i got the name right it was a total yes. shot in the dark for me. Very,
1: very serious podcast. We know the names for we're talking about.
0: <laughs> I, It's new cards. New shiny cards. Anyways. <laughs> so, uh, Johns, why don't you lead us off with your number one?
1: Sure. We will start with a good old gold card. Getting to it so I can read it. We have Obeka, root Chronologist. One blue, black, red mm-hmm. for a three-four legendary creature ogre wizard. It's a rare
0: tap. Oh yeah, we talked. We talked about this one. <laughs> I remember
1: this one. Yeah, tap colon target player. The player whose turn it is may end the turn. So that's all the actual text. But here's some reminder text because that's a little complicated. Yeah, exile all spells and abilities on the stack. The player whose turn it is discards down to their maximum hand side damage wears off and this turn effects and until end of turn effects end and the flavor text fits perfectly I'm bored with now
0: I'm bored with now <laughs> this is so <laughs> this is so <laughs>
1: there, whatever, whatever the
0: kids kids are generation kids are these days
1: well it, it makes me think a lot of how would a ogre time wizard actually function? They're just, mm-hmm. I hate this, <laughs> let's move <laughs> on. Like, as, as a card, I'm kind of happy, and it fits into some, like, group hug things that I very much tend towards anyone that's listened to a lot of this knows you know, that's kind of my happy place. And mm. I just like the idea of maybe you build a lot of benefits till end of turn things, like making tokens that go away, and you use Obaka to mostly keep your own things, but you can kind of curry favor with other people. Like, hey, wouldn't it be nice if your Shadow Clone stayed and tap the turn to end up with the trigger on the stack? Or just to monkey anyone who's trying to play on someone else's turn. Mm-hmm. You know, you got on player one, on the end of player four's turn, someone's like, well, before your turn ends, I'm going to do this. Look at the person who's turned in, Would you like that not to happen? <laughs> because, to heck, a brainstorm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part of ending yeah. the turn exile is the spell if it's on the stack so you can even you like confab with people to get some really funny things out of the game if someone has like a very strict win condition you know getting them out of the game somehow yeah i like it yeah. i like the art looks like you know a lot of glass flying around trying to give the idea of shattering through and changing reorganizing it's a Pretty happy. I think it's very high on the list of the first deck I built from this set. Uh, just kind of a mm-hmm. fun political deck. Maybe more political than actual straight-up group hub, because Grixis is <laughs> a little trickier on the actual straight-up hugging. Yeah, they're now. not good at hugging. Yeah. I mean, we've, no. we've got some black... Like... Unless
0: there's a dagger in the other hand, then there right. there you go.
1: Well, let's all suffer together. I think there's a there's a different commander that's on the... Portwan Chams list. That's I think better for the Let's all suffer together. <laughs> but yeah, yes, you know, that's that's where I am.
2: Yeah, it's a really cool card, a very interesting design. Uh, I mean, obviously the comparison it draws to Sundial of the Infinite, but being able, like mm-hmm. Chance, like you pointed out, being able to use that kind of ability politically is is something new.
0: So I think a lot of people will be excited oh, yeah. for that mm-hmm. one. I'm, I'm excited to see what what he does with his deck if he builds it because it'd be like hey um you want to end your turn right because if you don't things are going to happen
1: <laughs> <laughs> the way we talked about it was just this deck is just blatant blackmail yes uh, you're uh, untap black, upkeep my draw step oh before you move to your draw step i'm going to activate my nevin rules disc Withhold priority activate Obeka. Would you like that to not happen? <laughs> 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 you have to give up your turn. <laughs> of course, yeah. if they stomach through it, you lose Obeka. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of the the brute, the brute word coming there as the bully of turn ending. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yep. Like uh you don't want your turn. What? What do you mean I don't <laughs> want Oh, yeah, I don't want my turn. Okay. <laughs>
1: Another little thing oh. is, I do like the idea of combat math gets super screwed. Maybe you play pump spells to like make combat math always uncomfortable, and then finally convince the person who attacked that, like, yeah, no, I didn't like that. We're done.
0: Yeah, we're out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I like the card. I almost chose it myself, honestly, but I figured you'd be picking it, so I I, I steered clear. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, some of the benefit of talking a little here and there about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, we had a good fifteen minute conversation in the car about this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the the popularity uh, angle is the only thing really holding it back for me. Is that it's one that I think a lot of players are going to be really interested in brewing. So there's going to be this three month flood where a lot of people are going to be building this deck.
1: I could see mm. that, but it seems fun, like as long as it's not somehow a competitive deck and i'm just not seeing what awful thing it does
2: oh i agree i think it'll i think yeah. it'll be like uh, i think it'll be like uh, arcades the the wall deck everybody mm-hmm. will want to put it together and try it out and then most players will get tired of it and move on to the next thing
0: right still have
2: an Arcades I know this- deck arcades is great I would build that deck now. I, I didn't build it when that card came out for that same reason because everybody was building that deck. <laughs> I built it
1: because I got a foil one. <laughs> that's that's the truth.
0: Yeah, my good old good old Chauncey luck. Can't deny it. All right, oh. so um, for uh, Matt, what's your number one? Uh,
2: so for my number one pick, um, I decided to go with the the hot topic card. Uh, opposition agent which which has been getting okay. lots and lots of buzz so for two generic and a black you get a 3-2 human rogue with flash you control your opponents while they're searching their libraries and while an opponent is searching their library they exile each card they find you may play those cards for as long as they remain exiled and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast them so this is the one I've heard from some yeah. other content creators. There's concern that this is that card from the set that gets spilled over into other Eternal formats like Legacy or maybe even Vintage. Um, just because the ability to, to mess with someone while they're tutoring is really powerful. Um, probably the closest comparison would be Aven Mind Sensor, which doesn't affect what they find. It only affects how deep they get a search. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so... Wow. Yeah, I mean you—you you guys know me. You know I'm—I'm I'm a black player through and through, so mono black especially. And so anytime black gets a unique and powerful effect like this, I'm probably going to be pretty excited. And I think this is a chance. Mm-hmm. This kind of harkens to a conversation you and I had a little while back. I think this is a very necessary card for the format because of how powerful tutors are. Um, and
0: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, something needed to count yeah. for that. Cause it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't like the idea of banning all the tutors out, out of commander, but so then we need to have tools at hand that can kind of answer that when, when players want to abuse them. Uh, so, yeah, I, I hope it doesn't become a thing in other eternal formats, because that'll make it really difficult for most commander players to get a hold of from a price perspective, but, I mean, I, I think it's a really cool, unique design, I think it's a neat effect, and, uh, It'll, it'll definitely create some feel-bads around the table. But I think, I, personally, I think it only becomes a problem if, if they stop here. If we don't see other cards that can accomplish this kind of effect or something similar. Like, I, I was thinking about this. What would be a, a, a color-shifted version of this? And I, I thought about, like, if you saw this in green and if a if an opponent were to search their library and get a non-basic land, they're only allowed to get a basic land. You know what I mean? Like you, you could replicate this effect in other colors that would still feel very true to those colors, um, and I think that would do a lot to kind of. Yeah, I could see. Go ahead, Chance. I
1: was gonna say, yeah, I could see like a red version of this, where they exile every card they find and take damage equal to the CMC of a card exiled this yeah. way. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I and I think that's design space that that needs to be explored, and I hope that's something that Wizards continues to do with with future sets.
1: Mm -hmm. I definitely do like the, in a commander, you know, singleton, you're supposed to have fun, games are supposed to feel different, and you've got these people that run every black tutor in a Grixis deck that already has Gamble and blue tutors, and you know, it is fantastic against people that are greedy and competitive decks, and it's just so lovely, that a deck that has a swamp open, you have to ask yourself, do they have Dark Ritual Opposition Agent? Yeah.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the, the get you part of this card is great. It's, it's a lot like there's a friend of ours that has a Maron of Clan Toth deck that it feels awful if you're doing unfair things. Mm-hmm. And it's just a creature deck if you're just jamming dudes on curve <laughs> that you will be. Because your creatures yeah. are better, because of the like concessions the deck makes to control things. So I, I like it. It maybe it does something. The kind of the silver lining about the horrible COVID thing is, Commander is probably the most played format by a long shot at this point. Maybe uh, Arena is oh, yeah. getting a little more love than I'm realizing. But you know, it's gonna have a commander price. Yes. If it sees playing Legacy, it's not affecting its price much. It's mostly going to have the. I think when I cracked mine open this weekend, it was thirty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, it has that price because of commanders. Yeah, like, yeah. This is something I hope we see a reprint within the next
2: year, right? Because I would contend it also sees that price because of the uniqueness of the effect. And now I don't, I don't think we want to yeah. see a bunch of three drops that can do this. But if if you throw us a four drop, if you if you throw some other things into the mix that can do similar things you don't necessarily want to run a bunch of this kind of effect. But having access to this answer when it's when it's appropriate to the game is is a really great thing to have.
1: And it, it does kind of fit. Like, I do have a blue-black uh, Dragonlord Simulgur deck that's all about stealing stuff from yeah.
2: people. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is another interactive take on that. And, yeah, it'll be interesting, and I, I hope its existence course corrects a little bit like play some better spells because i definitely have some people i play against at the local shop that every game they win is with the same card or the same two cards Mm -hmm. so they obviously when they tutor it's very important to what they do so maybe tutor catches and Stuff that, you know, Slaughter Games is always one of my favorite cards. Like you can just name a card and if they have to win with that card, they can now.
2: Yeah. Or uh (laughs) so
1: maybe it'll do uh that course correcting.
2: Is it shoot, now I'm gonna blank on it. It's it's three black and has like the really the really obnoxious kicker cost and uh sadistic Sadistic sacrament, that's it. And and it lets you go in and and surgically remove 15 cards. If you kick it, Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like, oh, combo deck, how Mm -hmm. nice for you. And no. (laughs) Let's take all your creatures and all of your
1: instants out of your deck. That was good, okay? Now I'm Mm. not sure what
2: you do. You're playing fair magic now, so... (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, there's yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a wizard when I put the Anala deck together that lets you tap like five untapped wizards and exile five cards from someone's library of your choice. It's yeah. has, has very that same vibe of if there's someone that you can call a shot yep. against, you can really get them.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one.
1: Yeah, you know, as you play, yeah. I'll be happy to get got by it a few times and you know maybe then I'll start playing around it a little mm-hmm. better. You know, I want to have fun. I don't want to win every game I play, but I also want to feel like there was always a chance. Right.
0: I'll, I want someone to do that to me on the Gyrus deck and then pull out um, Sire of Insanity, and I'll be like, yeah, I like how you think. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, COVID's taught us one thing, through talking uh, to through Monster Hunter, the two big monsters that came out, and you just have to enjoy the suffering, because there will be suffering. Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, um, so I'll get into to my number one. Uh, unsurprisingly to everyone and always, it's the one Hydra that we're getting. The, uh, Apex Devastator, which is 8 and green-green for a ten ten Chimera Hydra. And the text is simply, Cascade, 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 Cascade. This is hilarious. Not only, Hydras have the problem of their, their, their power and toughness is less than what you spend. This is equal, which I love, right? This is... This is what I call the, the Gyrus Standard of Hydra, where you what you pay and you get for power. And then you get, like, four other things, possibly, or get to do four other things with this card. And it doesn't have to do some crazy stuff. This thing is just nuts. <laughs> you don't even have to have a Cascade deck for this to work. <laughs> <laughs> just, hey, here's four other cards. Thank you.
2: <laughs> so, since they went there, the question that I have to ask is if we won't eventually see a legendary version of this that's X green green, and you cascade equal to X when it enters the battlefield.
1: There's no way. <laughs> <line. That's laughs> too
2: much. Too much.
1: I mean, we have to remember the, the standard for this is Maelstrom Wanderer. It was 8 mana for 2 cascades. <laughs> he had some other effects, but I think this is probably the most times we'll ever see the word cascade on a card. If I'm wrong, hey, whatever. But
0: it's pretty nuts. It's you know, really nuts.
1: If your deck is literally like whatever commander you need to mildly function through finding this card and casting it, and the rest of your deck is 9-drops because you want to make this as efficient as possible, I mean, I hope you win, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, the problem is there isn't, isn't a lot of 9-drops worth of power for that, and... and, and... You'd have to search this thing out. Like, this is... You can't build around this card. It's not reliable enough to do that, I I don't think. think. And there's not enough enough gas to do that as well. Like, what are you going to do at... You know, what kind of creatures are you going to get at 9?
1: I mean, you're probably not getting creatures. You're probably... Some chain of spells becomes the best thing you can do.
0: Sure, I guess. Like, even then, what's going to be at 9? It's like that isn't like an overload or something like that. Like,
1: I mean, there's a cycle of nine mana spells in this set.
2: Yeah, There's also a very important nine mana creature we'll be talking about later.
1: Fair. Okay. Yeah. It'll have a lot of variance. I think it'll always feel fun and powerful. Like this is the card that when I hopefully get to play Friday and draft it, this is the pack one. One of the first picks I'm going to take along with probably a partner just to be Mm -hmm. like, I don't care if I win. I don't care if I lose. I just want to slam this <laughs> and watch the terror.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it it is a very strong card on its own. It just it's for me and my and my brain. It's it's not good to build around. No, the whole but
2: in a
1: no, you, you never really want to build around a non-wing condition. card. But
2: I think in a in a classic green Stompy deck like this, in a lot of ways, kind of epitomizes. What I associate with Commander, where you're just you're going to be dropping a ton of giant creatures mm. and trying to flood the board and run someone down in a single—it's going to look bananas. It's like here comes the ten ten with four cascade triggers. Who's he bringing to the party?
0: <laughs> yeah, and then and it also could hit things like overrun and that kind of thing right. as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, it, if you just happen I to have a Kamal
1: in your deck, you're going to get that trigger when you want yeah. it and get that overrun. Yeah. So. Yeah, there'll be uh there'll be some times that you're like, "Oh, these are all counter spells." Oops. <laughs> Cuz maybe you run four counter spells if you have some blue with this.
0: I do have to say a large part of this why I love this card, Chimera Hydra. Would have never guessed that creature type. <laughs> like holy yeah, cow. The
2: designs, the designs no, pretty excellent. You,
0: yeah. Yeah, and I like how they use the traditional dragon, goat, and lion. They added in a bird, and it looks like a turtle, turtle or, or maybe a dinosaur of some kind.
1: Yeah, It really makes me think of an axe beak. The bird. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, the the bird is the bird is definitely a a terror bird in origin, but yeah, the <laughs> yeah the. This, this, I like this card. Uh, I'm probably not going to have a bu- bunch of it. It. I don't really have a deck it would go into. I don't think I like it in Gyrus. I don't think I like it in. I mean, uh, I don't know. It could go in Gyrus though, it could, but Gyrus would have to be eleven.
1: Well, you don't want to revive it because Cascade no. works on cast only.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. Enemy I mean, battlefield. No, you're you're talking totally
2: about I mean, it's right it's a, its most natural home is going to be Yidris. Because that's already the cascade deck mm-hmm. and
1: <laughs> let's do it uh, again. Like hitting
2: imagine your your crazy Christmas land scenario. You hit this thing, cascade into Maelstrom Wanderer, cascade into you know, other other cascade spells, and you just get you literally get the waterfall where you just churn through until yeah. you eventually fail to find
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so yeah, I, I, like the card. It's really awesome. Um, definitely going in the Hydra Binder at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, actually, no, it would work really well in, um, Ghidorah. I could see that working.
1: It has a bigger body to mutate onto if you
0: had to. <laughs> hmm Yeah, mutate onto a ten ten. Yes, thank you.
1: He's already got All
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, number two, Chance.
1: We're looking at Sakashima of a Thousand Faces. Three in a blue for 3 1 legendary creature human rogue. Mythic. You may have Sakashima of a Thousand Faces enter the battlefield as a copy of another creature you control, except it has Sakashima of a Thousand Faces' other abilities, which are partner. You know, you can have two commanders with both their partner, but the most flavorful thing is the in quotation marks legend role doesn't apply to permanents you control. So Mm -hmm. he's probably never a (laughs)
3: 3-1,
1: but maybe rarely. What he really is, for me personally, he is another copy of your other partner that lets you play a copy deck that, like, way more than double downs on, I'm going to have several copies of this partner in play. Initial thoughts were Togo, make 20 rocks whenever you play a land, (laughs) and then pelt something to death, always. But I think my happiest answer is Ludovic. Because you're you're still only in two colors, even though you have a two-color partner. But you get to have this funny cascading effect of at the end of each person's turn if an opponent of mine, me being the Ludovic Sakashima deck, lost any life, they draw a card up to the number of Ludovics I have in play. So the absolute hilarity of well I only need to get one damage in swings happening at people because they're gonna draw seven eight ten maybe 12 cards if I can you know get like a Rite of replication going also <laughs> like it'll be fun I think it's a very powerful card there's probably a thousand things I don't see with it as far as more powerful things but to me it is hilarious I love copies it does fit the new kind of theming of copies where they copy your own thing so they can be a little more powerful in other ways. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to be very happy to have this, this in maybe goes in some decks, you know, just as another copy of your commander. Um, but mostly it as a partner, I'm really thrilled to just get to see what hilarity comes from other people. Like Kamal would be another, the new Kamal would be really oh funny one to have seven <laughs> copies in play. Plus 21,
2: plus 21. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's commander damage oh, too yeah. uh, For two of them you have to keep track of that of yeah. course But yeah like it, it seems really fun It really fits the theme of the character You know his original iteration Where he copied somebody Except he kept his name so that got around the legend rule mm-hmm. in That way So yeah this seems like another An addition into the clone decks And we'll see like, I, I think I'm going to have fun with it And I think a lot of other people are going to have fun with it and it'll be powerful, but I'm hoping not
2: backbreaking. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I will say of the of the mythic mono par- partners, he's probably the one that I'm the most excited about. Um, one of my big regrets is that I didn't pounce on a copy of the original Sakashima when it was still at a reasonable price point. Um, mm-hmm. And so might have
1: had a reprint, I, like a weird reprint. Yeah, I was gonna
2: say one. he hasn't had a real one. Um, and even that weird reprint would still be pretty pretty pricey um, but anywho uh, but yeah the combo potential that he opens up because of the negating the legend rule like a whole bunch of uh, honestly like the to me the hilarious thing would be if, if you're across the table from a reaper king deck and copying someone's reaper king <laughs> and and just doing, <laughs> doing that shenanigan of getting like 50 destroy target permanent triggers
1: yeah, I mean, if you're you're all in on that, you would have a normal clone first, then Sakashima could copy your normal clone and go to yeah. town. Yeah, that's that's pretty brutal. Oh, it's target. I think Reaper King's target. It apartment. is,
2: yeah. It's vindicate.
1: So nobody would have anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, first, obviously, we copy Reaper King and destroy Reaper King. Of
2: course. mm Hmm.
1: And yeah, Sakashima's not actually that much; as low as six dollars because of that Reaper. Oh,
2: that's good. I guess I guess I hadn't one. checked in a while. Mystery booster. I, the, the last time I looked yeah. at him, he was up around like the thirty mark.
1: Ooh. That's. Mm. I guess the uh, mystery booster helped him quite I guess a bit. So.
0: Yeah, I think the most I've ever paid for an individual card is eighteen. That's
1: not true. <laughs> because you bought me it from the the Dark Blood Moon for my birthday one year, and I know that cost more than that.
0: I mean, for myself, uh, I don't okay. know. I remember doing that. I don't count that. That was that was a birthday present for my brother.
1: That's okay. that's that doesn't count. And I'm very ashamed to say I've never played the card because it's mean.
2: <laughs>
3: I
1: like having it. It's very collectible, but it's mean.
0: Yeah, it's mean.
2: Also,
0: I'd totally play it.
2: Also, have to say I absolutely love the
1: art. Oh yeah. Mhm. It it kind of makes it fit into that. Well, it's like. So the sets, the two tribal themes in the set are pirates and elves. So he kind of looks like he's pretending to be a pirate. Mm-hmm. At least that's my guess. Of course he's going yeah, to I,
0: infiltrate. I can't, I can't really place what that hat is. I mean, it's just kind of like a hood. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. But it, Oh, he's taking off. A, it looks whopper-jawed because he's taking yeah. off another mask. Yeah. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. you're with it. To me, I was thinking the real face was the mask, and I'm like, man, that looks really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Some
1: of the trick is like, you never see his real face.
0: Well, you do. You get like half of it right there. I mean, it's just a little beady eye, but. He's like a Jawa. He's a blue Jawa. <laughs> I, I can imagine someone slamming that down and like going, dee Hutidi. Oh, funny. Oh man. Okay. So Sakashima. All right, Matt, you're you're number two. My
2: number two is another black card and the one that I'm probably personally, uh, maybe not the most excited for, but so as being a mono black player, I'm also a big fan of reanimator effects. So my choice was Rakshasa Debaser. That's four generic and Mm -hmm. two black for a cat demon at rare. Uh, whenever Rakshasa Debaser attacks, put target creature card from defending player's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. And He has Encore of 6 Generic and 2 Black. And Encore is the new mechanic for the set where you exile the card from your graveyard and you create a token copy for each opponent that is attacking each opponent that turn if able and has haste. And then you have to Sack the uh, tokens at the beginning of the of the next end step. Which, if you're if you're playing Chauncey's first pick, Becca, you don't have to do that. You get to keep those tokens if you want them, uh, and you can only encore as a sorcery. Very important. So, anytime Reanimator gets any kind of new toy, I, I'm always both excited and very critical because they they have a bad tendency of printing really bad or overcosted reanimate effects because it is. It is such a potentially powerful and abusable ability. Uh, this one, I think, mm-hmm. I think this guy really strikes that good balance. Where, I mean, a, a vanilla six six, no keywords, no, no, nothing special. But he is a six six, so he's he's fairly robust physically. So you've got a decent chance that he's going to survive making his attack. And being able, again, kind of introducing the politics angle, being able to be selective about who you're attacking. You know, you can always point them at the person with the biggest graveyard or the most creatures. Or maybe someone that's got, you know, their, uh, their, uh, uh, oh shoot, like their, their uh, prismatic, or not, shoot, now I'm forgetting my cards. The, uh, the ooze that destroys something when it comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, acidic slime, yeah. Yeah. So, so the ability yeah. to kind of toolbox your opponent's graveyards, the, the obvious comparison is Sepulchral Primordial, which gives that effect to you, one creature from each opponent on ETB. And so this is very feels very, especially the Encore version feels very similar to that, but having the ability to, yeah. to get that on a repeatable, you know, get it on a stick so that you can do it more than once. I figure fail case, either no one's playing creature heavy decks, so you don't have any good targets. Or if someone has something scary enough then, then the debaser becomes an instant kill. But for six mana, I don't think that's I don't think that's the worst thing.
0: Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's a very fairly priced card.
1: I think the one weird thing I can see with it is with the encore ability, is you might be having to assign like this token has to attack player one this token has to attack player three this token has to attack player four so there'd somehow be a way to get around everyone getting hit like you have like okay i'll unsummon the token that has to attack me so all of a sudden you're going from encore attacking everybody to one person can make themselves safe from the encore because i don't know how you'd handle it otherwise for the here's one for each opponent remove one randomly I think you'd be able to choose who which one goes it's,
0: it's the same as the gyrus trigger right because the gyrus trigger you get to choose who it's attacking this one says there eat for each player there's a copy of it attacking
1: period but, no that attacks that opponent yeah
2: the yeah the
1: so you make these in a yeah. main phase and then you move to combat so i think somehow there's like a trait on the card saying who it has to attack yeah so I think it, it's just like a weird counterplay thing of someone like really doesn't want you to mess with the graveyard. There is no guessing game. There is no get rid of all three of them. It is remove the cat demon once again. Yeah, I mean, it's demon. the first encore card we talked about. It was just like it's a powerful one. It's something I was thinking mm-hmm. about. Some some odd interplay, and I do like a lot that it. Gets benefit from attacking, so it kind of maybe feeds itself to the graveyard for the Encore. Yes. Ability, but does end up dying in combat one yeah. time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was trying to think about, like, what's the what's the feel-bad case or, or the situation? Probably if, if the opponent that has the best targets in their graveyard also has the best board presence or has the biggest creatures, then he's not going to survive to get multiple activations. Um. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- there's going to be games where where he's not very good, but I think that's a fair counterbalance to how strong that ability potentially is.
1: For sure. I definitely see some fun with this, like, red-black, extra-combat kind mm-hmm. of deck. And it is definitely fitting the theme as we're moving forward, you know. Pirates really got a big tribal increase, a lot of reprints and elves and some new things, but... They're obviously giving loves the cats. Yeah, more and more. As I we am go. a little
2: sad. He appears to be the representative demon for the set because I think he's the only demon that appears at rare. He might be the only demon in the no. set. Uh, but for a, yeah, I did not for catch. a commander centric set, I was I was really hoping for a, a mythic mono black demon. But he he's a pretty good one.
1: I, I think mm-hmm. Tevich took. That oh yeah, slot, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. and don't get me wrong, Tevich is bad. He's he's cool.
0: Okay, so,
1: yeah, I'm more likely to have fun playing against that than playing <laughs> it, but I like the choice.
0: <clears throat> um, so for my my uh, my number two, <clears throat> we're gonna go with the Sweet Gum Recluse, uh, which is four generic and green green for an O3 Spider, with the text of Flash, Cascade, and Reach. And when Sweetgum Recluse enters the battlefield, put three 1-1 one one counters on each of any number of target creatures that entered the battlefield this turn. So he kind of does that for free if you hit another creature uh, in this, but I like this because if we have this in the, uh, <laughs> the Hydra we just had... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's good we to remember just uh, the cascaded card resolves first, given everything resolves. So
0: yes, I get that. However, it is it is along the theme. You know, I you don't need the extra three counters on the Hydra, but sure, it but... is it is replacing <clears throat> itself in the cascaded chain. And then, granted, for not as much, but getting a five drop with three counters on it is pretty good, too. Yeah,
1: it's always nice that it gets everything it cascades into gets to have its pump, potentially.
0: Right, right, because it'll... it'll, uh, Yeah, they'll resolve first. Um, I like this, uh, and a big reason is I've always wanted to make a monogreen spider deck, and I like a... conversely something like it where i like the idea of sort of like uh an ambush predator deck so like it's a lot of combat tricks and flashing in creatures on uh, like what they feel is like uh, favorable situations and combat that kind of stuff you're dropping uh, basically this is essentially a three you know a three six when it lands and yeah that's not awesome, but it's also really good, uh, you know, defensively when people think they have, like, an open target. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that happens a lot in our league where, oh, I'm gonna get First Blood. Now, granted, First Blood, there's no way this thing's protecting against it, but you know, there's that sort of mentality of, like, oh, you're open, I might as well get the hit in. So I kind of like the idea of a deck that sort of, like, lures people in and then sort of, like, knocks out the creatures. Um by flashing something in and cause there's, there's a lot of, you know, green spiders to basically that. And then like a bunch of targeted removal on the back end of that as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I like the idea of it.
1: We do have a nice little funny story about this card is uh Cham's number one child, little, little spooked of spiders and she'll mm-hmm. open magic packs with me. And she got to open a pack that was Sweet Gum Recluse in the normal rare slot, and then a foil Sweet Gum Recluse in the foil slot. <laughs> she 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 is a little twitchy about it, but you know she's like, "Oh, it's the scary spider again." <laughs> that was, yeah, Oh that's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've always liked the idea of having. I've actually built a Spider Commander deck one time, but it was long ago, and it didn't have near as much support as it does now.
1: Yeah, there's there's the green black spider. Even now, you could just go with Thantis, the the Jund, Everything has to attack, and if mm-hmm. you attack me, Mister Spider gets much bigger. Or you
2: could run a you could run mm-hmm. Ishkana and just not include any black.
1: Yeah, just forget it has that text. <laughs> we had a pretty good yeah. joke about playing Peer and Toothy because it's imaginary yeah. friend. It is a mono green deck. Toothy is imaginary. You can't cast it. It's going to sit there in the command zone with him. But it is truly the real imaginary friend.
2: That is Mm. funny.
1: Yeah, that's a good card. eh? I, I enjoy the political aspect of it, too. Where you can potentially pump somebody. Like, if someone else flashes in a blocker, you could make it bigger. Or if there's someone you really want to get out of the game and there was, like, a big put a bunch of tokens into play, they attack this turn, you could like really do some work with tokens that come into play tapped and attacking. Yeah.
2: My only cons- mm.
1: Three counters means a lot. My bit. only
2: concern with something like that is where where it's casted at six, that's a lot of mana to hold open to flash it in for that kind of political play.
1: I mean... True. Yes. It is It is not, I think, a generically powerful card. It is something that goes exactly in my Grothama All Devouring Monogreen yeah. Pug. And I will happily sit on that mana and never do anything <laughs> because, at some point, I'm mm-hmm. going to attack with all my creatures and everything's going to kill each other as they all fight Grothama, and I'll draw ten. It'll be fine.
0: Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. That's. I like it. I I want to make a trapdoor spider deck, and that that, that kind of inspired the idea again. I yeah, I've always had that idea, but it, it brought it up like, hey. It might be a good time to re- rethink that idea. <laughs> so, there we go. Um, John's our number three pick.
1: Moving away from legendary picks for me, I have Court mm-hmm. of Ire. So there's a cycle of courts in the set. Um, monarch mm-hmm. is a big mechanic. I'm gonna we'll just go through him specifically. Three and two red for an enchantment at rare. Court sure. of Ire enters the battlefield. You become the Monarch. And just mm-hmm. a quick spiel on the Monarch. It is a status that you have that kind of represented by a token. At the end of your turn, if you control the Monarch, you draw a card at the start of your end step. Anyone mm-hmm. who deals combat damage to you takes the Monarch. So it does yep. put a target on your head, but it is a very political. Let me poke you for one to get it back and poke you for one to take it. Like, it's interesting. And he has, on the beginning of your upkeep, court of Iron deals two damage to any target. If you're the Monarch, instead deals seven damage to that player or permanent.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Hold your seven tongue, damage on st- lest you burn it. Yeah,
1: It's a 5-mana enchantment that maybe only bings for 2 every turn, but a 5-mana mono-red cantrip that lets me do 2 damage to any target on my upkeep, that's playable? And then adding the phrase, but maybe it's 7? <laughs> oh, my heart's beating for this <laughs> card. Like... This is the perfect response to the player right before you wipes the board, then you play Court of Ire and go get some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even if it's just a dome somebody wants. Like, this is this is a win condition. Like if you're really like just Guy kind of controlling and commander
2: oh, no. I s preventing put put this in Torbrand, Thane of Redfell. That's that's where you want it.
1: <laughs> oh, so it's four or yeah. nine minimum. <laughs> the way that deck runs it might actually be triggered died. he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took 36 yeah, <laughs> yeah and coming right off of we have uh the triple damage enchantment not long ago yep. we've already had dictate and we have furnace and you know if you if you go like red white uh is it Gisela? <laughs>
2: yeah blade of gold knight
1: blade of gold Knight. yeah just red white gisella of permanents that deal damage periodically and, like, I'm just going to double yeah. things and do awful things to everybody, and Court of Iron becomes kind of a funny win condition. Because
2: because being the monarch yeah. didn't put quite a big enough target on your
1: head. <laughs> you know, there, there is definitely times when it's nice to gain an advantage and not get punished for it, but this feels like one of the cards that I'm going to be happy to slam as. There's, there's this awful, and I say awful because I know the, the opinion of at least one of the other people on the call with me of like hip hoppy songs on the radio. And it's somewhere in the middle of the song. they say, I'm the bad guy and just say, duh. And that's exactly how I feel playing commander. Most of the time (laughs) you, you give people their group hug presence and then you kill them. And they're like, I've always been the bad guy. (laughs) We're not on Mm. teams. So I like it. You you state your ground, you start blasting people and maybe you die first, but it'll be,
0: I was gonna say this is a fixed Ragnaros, but that's Hearthstone. So <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Keep your property straight. Uh I was like, hold on a second. I that's think they've actually
1: sun-tetted him, like he's not playable normally.
0: Yeah. Just like so. Well, yeah, they, they did the set thing. But yeah, it's, it's like it's exactly what Ragnaros did except it was random. Right?
1: Yeah, if it was if random. Would be
0: more
1: fun, but then yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Like change it so it's two damage to any target of your choice. If you're the monarch, it's seven damage dealt at random to any target. Could even be yours, tough <laughs> for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'd like it so much more there. Of course, then you just kill yourself. That is a but... very
2: that, that is a yeah, very Chauncey card.
0: People would not play it if that was the <laughs> case. It would just like no, I don't want the monarch. No. Okay. Um. All right, so Matt, what's your number
2: three? Uh, so for my number three, I'm actually segueing into legendaries. Uh, I went with Bell Borka, Spectral Sergeant, possibly the most complicated Boros card ever printed. <laughs> oh, no. It's because
1: it has three
0: different yeah. abilities. So uh,
2: Bell Borka, Spectral Sergeant, is too generic, a red and a white for a legendary spirit soldier at rare. Uh and his te- mm-hmm. he is a star five uh, on the power toughness. And it says, note the converted mana cost of each card as it's put into exile. So that's each card, whether you control it or not. It says, Bell mm-hmm. Spectral Sergeant's power is equal to the greatest number noted for it this turn. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, mm-hmm. exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. So uh, this card, I, I one one I, I, I kind of like the design. It is very very unique. Uh, two, you guys know well that my brother is a big Boros player. So I, when I saw this card, I was like, mm-hmm. "This is going to be something for for my brother," because he's also a big fan of Soldier Tribal. So you know, it's it's checking all of all the boxes there, and uh, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. on the same theme as Opposition Agent. Which was my first pick. um, I'm I'm very much in a groove of wanting to to give praise when I when I see a card that I think is well designed. And so you know, the big criticism in the community for Boros is that Boros sucks at card draw. Red and white are the two worst colors for card draw. Uh, You know, everybody who plays Commander is generally well aware of how powerful being able to draw extra cards is. And we've seen a big renaissance with red's impulse draw, and they've really kind of dialed that in as, as, a, as, again, within the color pie, a very appropriate way for red to gain card advantages through the impulse draw. And so this tacks that onto a, onto a weird soldier body. <laughs> um, and so giving, giving a color pairing that needs more access to card draw, a legendary creature that can do that, once a turn, in addition to having a weird fluctuating power level, it's kind of fun, kind of goofy. It is certainly, I don't think, an overpowered card by any stretch of the imagination. I think, unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of turns where he ends up being a zero five because you hit a land. <laughs> 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 um, so that to that to that extent, my biggest criticism of him is, uh, I think they could have stood to tack a couple keywords on there, but from the looks of it, they probably just did not have room in the text box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, if no, you had like, they,
1: one combat keyword, like vigilance, I it would be really, really pumped yeah. for
0: it. Yeah, that but there's a lot more text on some other cards. They could have just shrunk it down like they did. Oh, sure. Like um not that anyone picked it. I don't think anyone picked it. Let me look through Actually I won't talk about it. But there's there's one on your, your list. Actually your next one, Matt, it has more yes, text yeah. on it that just has yeah. smaller. So I like it. It looks cool. I don't play Boros that often, <laughs> but...
1: <clears throat> I think it, like you said, it hits a lot of the boxes of things that people want to see in Boros, and this might be a good, like, tapping the gas thing. Yeah. Like, let's see if this is okay. Yeah,
2: and I, to me, he strikes me as one, I don't know that you would want him helming the deck, because his effect, while it's something that Boros needs, is not powerful enough. Like uh, you go back to the mm. the last big Boros legendary was Feather, in the in the Ravnica set, and they you know they finally gave us a Boros commander that could actually generate a legitimate card draw engine, and a ton of people built Boros that probably had never done so before. So so seeing continued improvements along those lines, like I think he slots very well into existing Boros archetypes. I mean he like yeah. I said he's got the relevant creature type. Um, he's, he's reasonably costed for what he, for what he gives you. And it's just like a nice little incremental advantage engine. Hmm.
1: Do you think it's unfortunate okay. though? You could exile him while he has zero power and gain no life from sword supply. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: Makes me think of the, you were meant to destroy them, not kill yeah. them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay um i guess we'll move on to my number three uh which is uh, uh honestly a mono black i didn't expect to be picking a mono black today but here we are um falthus shadow cat familiar two generic and a black for a 2-2 nightmare cat legendary creature um text on this is pretty simple um, but I like like what it does. Uh, commander uh, commanders you control have menace and death touch, uh, and then also partner. Um, so you can have this as your partner commander. I like this because you could just have like a a a a really low cost team with that kobold, the the zero drop yeah. kobold, and you're just like, hey we're just going to like ping things and get through. <laughs> like we're just going to be an- annoying as hell starting on turn one. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Another one. The, the art's really um, good on this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, it's, it's very much, it, it reminds me of um. what's, what's that? Gosh, I don't like him that much. Tim Burton. There you go. Some of a Tim mm-hmm. Burton style.
1: I do like the, the phrasing on the familiars of they give themselves a benefit if they're a commander, but they also give your commander a benefit. So you could just run this on a normal deck, like you have the Gyrus deck. This can just yeah. be give Gyrus Death, Touch, and Menace. Like, mm-hmm. That aspect of it I think, is really cool. It has a lot more uses than just beefing up the other right. partner.
0: No, I, I know, but I like it specifically with that kobold. Because it's just such a yeah. dirty play. Uh, uh, chase, <laughs> chasing that really,
2: that really low to the ground, like, keyword soup. We're coming at you right from the rip. <laughs> I really right. like Falthus right. with
1: uh, Togo. Yeah. <laughs> because to the rocks Togo makes the people throw, the creature deals the damage. So Togo mm-hmm. and Falthus having death touch from Falthus makes Togo make, you know brain sniping rocks, I guess, is a way to think about it. David (laughs) and Goliath rocks.
3: (laughs) Right in the temple. (laughs) So,
1: I don't know what you're gonna do if, like, both of your commanders are just absolute creature control. But, I mean, you play Togo, then the next turn you play a land, and you get Falthus into play. You can equip one of them with a rock. You may not necessarily have the mana to throw it then, but, like, you're you're threatening every creature that, that you hate. Yeah. So you're gonna get Is it, what is it, dirting when you put, like, a poison or, you know, Mm taint something You are dirting all the rocks with, like, venom from this cat? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought it was a fun card. Um, I like it. I like when they do fun stuff like this where it's not going to break the game having this card. It's easily gotten rid of, but it's, it's low enough in the curve that it's just like, okay, this is going to be annoying for a little bit because, like, you're gonna get at least two or three turns usually out mm-hmm. out of that and you're like, heh hey. <laughs> yeah, Menace does a
1: lot. Like randomly yeah. attaching menace and death touch means all of a sudden you're going from I have the bigger creature to do I sack two big yeah. things if they don't have any yeah. small or any tokens? Like
0: Yeah, how, how much how much am I sacrificing just to not allow this tiny ping of damage to go through? And it's it's always the
2: yeah, and they—it's always they the did a really good job, like Chance mentioned with this whole familiar cycle. These feel very much like uncommon legendaries, where they're they are not real yeah. souped up themselves, but they're just providing like really nice quality of life stuff to your other partner commander and to mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, the uh, actually a fun a fun combo with Falthus would be the uh, it would be the wolf one. Which was which was oh they give indestructible yeah was or... was almost yeah. one of my picks because I've got a soft spot for uh for wolves, because um, mm-hmm. yeah, can you menace death touch and indestructible? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I think that just re- something's that, going down.
1: I think the way that reads instead is when you move to combat when you attack a creature, there is no Comor Combat this turn. That player just sacrifices a yeah. creature. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it's my number three. So um, we'll move on to number four for uh, Chance.
1: We're moving to what I admit is probably a bad card, but I love it.
0: Called okay. Explosion of Riches.
1: We got five in red for a six mana sorcery to uncommon. Draw a card then each other player may draw a card. Whenever a card is drawn this way, Explosion of Riches deals 5 damage to target opponent chosen at random from among your opponents. <laughs> You've got how much gold there? And it just shows goblins popping things open and getting blown up. Like, I, I love it. It's, it's a 6-mana awful cantrip that deals some number of five damage among your opponents you know some number of damage five at a time best case scenario in my mind this is six mana replaces itself everyone gets into the the vibe of it draws a card and somehow one of your opponents just takes 20 damage. (laughs) (laughs) it's not yeah everyone's
0: sort of spinning the roulette wheel it's like they're you know, Russian roulette with five damage. Just but it,
1: it's like the right kind of social test. Someone's already randomly yeah. taking five damage. So anyone that assumes they're already getting targeted should probably draw the card. And all it takes is everyone being like, well, yeah, whatever, maybe I'll never get hit. So most likely yeah. two people take five and someone takes ten. And Oh, ah, that was funny. But I, I just put a Kaza deck together, the one that taps and makes your spells cost less for each wizard you control. So I'm reasonably playing this for two mana or less. (laughs) So it's not good, but it'll be fun. Casting this for just red, this card costing just red is
3: ridiculous.
1: (laughs) Casting it for six, I'm happy to play the fun card. Like I I do admit it costing six is going to hold it back from a lot of games because the six mana turn, you're going to have to do something impactful or stop something impactful or leave interaction up, especially since it's red blue. Yeah. But I think I'm going to have enough opportunities with this card that I'm going to be happy to have a foil and happy to do hilarious things with it. And maybe this kind of slots into some deck that you're even more cheeky on the realm of having double damage effects in play. Cause then someone's already looking taking ten, oh, gosh. and if your opponents agree that the most annoying player is at thirty, and well, we'll just make it more likely they might accidentally die and draw cards, <laughs> and yeah. maybe someone else just get blasted out of the game before. Like, <laughs> it it's chaotic. I do like that it doesn't reference flipping coins at all because that's something that's a little controllable. Mm-hmm. Especially with having Kark in this set, so Clark's thumb becomes like important. But mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. I, I'm going to do random things. The card's questionable. But it's just gonna be like some of the other decks I built. At some point it'll kill somebody. And I'll be so satisfied. I don't care what happens <laughs> after that.
2: Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. It is it is definitely flavor of, of, of you in a card, as for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah um as a little side thing i had a friend praise me a lot recently playing some precon commander on a over webcam and even though they killed me he says i, I it's always stressful thing gets you because i feel like you're seven steps ahead and you know everything that's going on and nothing i can do is ever out of what you would expect and i think that just comes a, a difference between he and i of how much i know of like this the library of cards and i said oh you know this card fits exactly what i said to him I don't really feel like that. I feel like the Joker dressed him in the maid outfit when he goes to the hospital. Nurses. Yeah, the yeah, nurse's the nurse outfit, out. and he just kind of shakes his head back and forth. Do I look like a guy with a plan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Um, so, Matt, your number four. First.
2: All right, my number four is Naveneral Urborg Tyrant. Uh, for three generic and white, blue, and black, you get a legendary zombie wizard at rare, uh, with three power, six toughness, with hexproof from artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. When the veneral herbord tyrant enters the battlefield, create a tap two-two black zombie creature token for each creature that died this turn. And when the veneral dies, you may pay one. When you do, destroy all artifacts, creatures. And enchantments. So, of course, that last bit, he is his own signature disc on a stick. Um, so mm-hmm. with within the various tricolor combos, Esper is probably one of my least favorites, despite including black. And I, I think that's just because of the deep association with Esper as a control uh, shard. Um, mm-hmm. So this is probably the yeah. first Esper commander since Dacom Blackblade that I've been genuinely excited about. <laughs> Uh, and, and the reality of the matter is that because of the, between the hex proof and the fact that he did, you can disc when he dies, uh, combine that with sack outlets and all other shenanigans to, to manipulate when that actually happens for you. I think he might end up falling in the camp of like, what I'm going to call threat shock. Where players are going to see him helming your deck and just be like, mm-mm, mm-mm, no, <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and you'll end up being the you'll end up being <laughs> the arch enemy before the game even begins. Um, or he could end up not being that bad. I mean, he's big, he's splashly. Again, I'm a sucker for good art. He the art is gorgeous. Uh, I think the cost is correct. I think six mana for what he does is is good. And kind of having that threat of activation in the command yeah. zone of a of a board wipe of that scale. Uh, is is going to make for some interesting games.
1: Yeah, I definitely... The first thing I take away from it is, it's funny that he has a good play pattern of activating on your own turn and then recasting him to get a bunch yeah. of zombies. And beyond that, he's just... a board wipe in the command <laughs> zone. As long as you have Phyrexian Altar or something like that where you can sack him and make mana from sacking yeah. him. Like, he... I don't know that I can think of another commander that just has that aura of if you outpace me, you will always
2: be yeah. punished. Uh, and especially because yeah. he can threaten on on the other permanent axes. Like you've got Massacre Girl for one less mana in Mono Black, who is also effectively a board wipe in the command zone, and she takes care of indestructible right. and hexproof and everything. Um, whereas indestructible and Venerable won't won't work against that. But the fact that he also hits artifacts and enchantments is huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And with the hex proof, if, if you manage to stick him on the board, you really control when he goes off because they're not going to be able to remove him at an, an opportune time or it's going to be harder to do.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. He'll be able to still, like, obviously he doesn't die to Blade but swords to plowshares and stuff yeah. like that. But he he does take off some access of things that you see more and more of now, like creatures that eat to be, you fight a creature or something yeah. like that. Yeah. A lot of the things I think we'll see more of when people kind of divorce themselves from always just having path swords, murder, and trying, like, oh if it's all in a body I get more, and he actually kinda of punishes that evolution yeah. of the game, which is very interesting. Oh yeah.
2: It's a good point. And yeah, the, mm-hmm. the token generation to me is just pure gravy. That that wouldn't even need to be there and he would still be fun.
1: Yeah, if they didn't yeah, if you didn't make tokens you could have flavor text. That's that's your Yeah. Side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and the
2: the the legacy of the character yeah. like the fact that we're seeing them do a lot of these these old school characters that have never had cards before and and seeing how they cuz another another real big one for me was actually Hans Eriksson I was really tempted to put him on my list. But so yeah, like mm-hmm. everyone
0: I I do want to talk about Hans Eriksson cuz I just read him <laughs> not that long ago. Oh my gosh. This is like the Mr. Magoo of cards. Except Mr. Magoo gets terribly murdered. I mean, probably also. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just talk about that right now? Because like... (laughs) This okay. card is just nuts. bonus card. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay, so I don't even care about he's like a one four, right? Well, let's not even go through the whole spiel. I wanna talk about the fact that when Hans Erikson attacks, reveal the uh top card from the library, if it's a creature card, put on the battlefield, tap an attacking defend uh the defending player or planeswalker they control. Right? Mm-hmm. That's kinda of like, Oh cool, I wanna run this. It's like uh it's like having what's that boar illhard. Um Ilhar. that pulls yeah. from your hand. Ilharg.
1: Yeah, it's like an Ilharg sneak attack-ish effect. You're getting yeah, something in the Yeah, except
0: free. it stays, right? You're like, oh, cool, right? Otherwise, put that card in your hand. Whenever you put a creature onto the battlefield this way, it fights Han er- <laughs> Hans Ericsson. You're killing your own yeah. card.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of really
0: the, good flavor with I it. I want to see the mad lad that runs this guy as their commander. I well. just... <laughs>
1: To to fully envelop ourselves in the flavor soup, since we've taken the distraction. That is Safi, Eric's daughter, in the background. And her arm is extended, because she is pointing at the Lufagoif out of frame. So this is a whole, like, picture of Safi's getting ready to fight the Lufagoif. The Lufogoyf flavors her text, is, Ak Hans, run. So this is moments before the Lufagoy kills Hans. probably kills <laughs> kills Sophie like the Sophie card you can sack to bring something back that dies this turn I think it's something along no,
2: those No you are right yeah she's green white so if you put them in an Naya deck that would be the dream would be to pull off all three cards in the same game <laughs> to actually oh, yeah. actually to attack with Hans, Hans play. to trigger putting the, the the is it Lufa Goif or Lurgoif
3: Yeah I can't I'm not remember
2: sure. Yeah. One
1: of the two. It might be the Lurgoyf and the type it might be Lure okay.
2: Um, and then using Safi to, to sack to resurrect Hans. Protect Hans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, I also suggested at times I like the idea of built together commander decks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I would build a Hans deck, someone else builds a Safi deck. Yeah. And that's loosely a goal. It's like a loose understanding between each other. Beyond playing the game, if Hans pulls in, good old Goifey man, you know what you yeah. have to do. <laughs> yeah. And maybe yeah. in that I'm, vein, I'm sorry to gri-
0: hijack your, your Tyrant. No, no, no. But, it,
1: oh man. No,
2: that's perfectly fine. Because
1: I mean, there's, RKLOs, there's, there's tons of cards that we wanted to talk about. This is probably a set that we could have done 10, but that just yeah. took too long. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, rocking back to Rule, like, it's great. It, it, uh, I like what you said about the uh, the vibe of power level just from looking at the commander. Like, oh, your problem
2: already. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Destruction on a stick. Thanks. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So that that's up to my number four, um, which is another gold card. It's your lock of scorch thrash. One generic black, red, and green for 4-4 legendary Viashino Shaman. Viashino, sorry. Um, so this thing has Vigilance, and a player losing unspent mana uh, causes that player to lose that much life. Mana Burn! It reintroduces Mana Burn. Uh, and then has w- generic one tap. Each player adds basically Jund... <sighs> <laughs> to their mana pool, <laughs> so black, red, green. I like this card. I like this card so much that I just i I kind of want Chance and I to build this, and then take it to the Commander League, and specifically wait for our friend Jake to play his his uh, Omnath, um, <laughs> Omnath, and just sit down and just smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What now? You're floating. How much mana? <laughs> Wait, I will now remove Omnath. Thank yeah.
1: you. <laughs> oh,
2: that's a shame. It's a shame you got that much mana. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love this. I love this because it's, um, you know, people always talk about like mana burn was such a terrible thing. It's like, oh my gosh, but like having it controlled in this way. Being like, I don't want to play it yet. I don't want play. Now people are getting too much mana. And the fact you can just be cheeky and be like, Hey, beginning of my upkeep. <laughs> 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 Everyone's going to take yeah. three damage.
1: <laughs> this makes me think of a really funny play that you can do with this deck. Thinking about this deck as something I would have built. There is the... Uh, I want to call it Braid of Fire. Yes an enchantment cumulative upkeep add red to your mana pool and i think this was back originally when mana bird did exist so now you just play that let it build up let it build up and that's like a two drop or something it's pretty small so all of a sudden you give it to a like there is give permanence away in red harmless Mm -hmm. offering being the one i can think of immediately and Mm -hmm you can harmless offering it the turn that you play your lock and all of a sudden they're like I have exactly 10 red mana to spend in my upkeep or I take 10 <laughs> or one parietal yeah. to spend and some decks are just gonna burn to death from it granted you'd have to play some like just consumption outlets in your deck like some of the artifact creatures that you pay two to make one man of any color, so you can always just cycle anything down to you only take one. <laughs>
0: uh, even in this own set, there's a way to do that. Chance the Blim comedic genius, the the imp that when it you yeah hit to give combat damage, you can give a permanent of yours to someone. Yeah, in this set you can do that.
1: So Blim goes in your lock. We've 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 established oh, yeah. that.
0: <laughs> yes. <No> question. <laughs> Blim and your. They're 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 besties. <laughs> oh man. I love the Mana Burn thing. I just love the idea of being like, hey, all that extra mana Bye <laughs> Cause a lot of people do that. There's a lot of decks that used to do that. There's not only um what's the god? Uh, the the Krufix. Krufix. Uh, Krufix. Krufix, yeah. Yeah. That that also shuts down Krufix's
1: shenanigans as well. Yeah, like, no, it's only if they lose it. So you'd have to remove Krufix somehow and just bounce it Oh yeah, because Krufix doesn't that
2: doesn't have you lose it. It just sits in a battery.
1: Changes. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Hardy those just colors exile like, him. as soon as Krufix becomes
1: real, then you just exile him. That's easy. Yeah. But. And then we have some new black cards, exile enchantments.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I like it. I like design wise. I think it's perfect that it has vigilance. Yeah. It. Mm-hmm. tapping to do the effects you can only really do it once a turn signal give him vigilance so he can get in there if he needs to or like i i love it like
0: i do even, i do like the quote the gifts Jun, uh the gifts of Jun never come without a price yeah it's, i mean he is basically
1: looks looks like he's commanding a lava slide Like, he's giving you the mana in the form of a lava (laughs) (laughs) hole. Like, mana has access to the ground and ley lines. How about tons of lava? Wait, I don't know how to work lava. (laughs) and burn.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, that's not my problem anymore, man.
1: (laughs) Man, if nothing else, he's kind of in that that weird vein that uh, Eryxmethes is in. He's a commander that takes you from four mana to six Mm -hmm. mana. Mm Mm-hmm. So even if you're kind of just letting the other part of his text read as maybe it will hurt people, you're
2: yeah yeah. I go back to some of my earlier comments. Like the, to me, this is this is really good, fun, interesting design space that, that challenges players to put this deck together. Like it's a really unique effect. Um, so so pulling back from Magic's history, like you mentioned, Braid of Fire. So looking at those older cards. That are gonna play well with this kind of effect, and as opposed to something that's just generically really powerful.
1: I mean, your way, your right. kill condition might be giving away a black market that got the twenty eight
2: counters. <laughs> oh man, that would be good. <laughs>
1: and then you can say like mildly Inquisition things about them dying to the black mm. mana,
3: <laughs> like burn for your heresy. <laughs>
1: Yes.
0: Alright, so we're down to our final and fifth cards. So, uh, Darth or Chaunce. We're gonna go with
1: a lovely group card. Mostly because of its creature type. Quain, Iterant, Meddler. Might be wrong on the the second word. itinerant. Itinerant. Yep. Itinerant. Okay. Anyway, white, blue, for a 1-3, rabbit wizard at rare. He has tap, colon. Yes. Each player may draw a card. Then each player who drew a card this way gains a life. Why so mm-hmm. slow? Why so slow? Hurry up. You never know what you'll find. And it's just a magical rabbit wizard bouncing through the forest. <laughs> like, yep. I, I've heard a lot of criticism <laughs> that blue-white isn't really a good group pug colour combination, but I say look at Blim Comedic Genius and suffer. like <laughs> We're or being given, in my opinion, group hug options in a lot of colors. And mm. it's really making me rethink my design philosophy of my 32 commander decks of, well, maybe I should set a few sides.
0: 32 group hugs. Yeah, that maybe I should set a few yeah.
1: side that I really like and then actually have a group hug duck in every color combination. That's something I'm excited <laughs> about. You know, the more I play, you know, Obeka would get a place and Arkelios, the, uh, the turtle in this, might be the soul yeah. type one. But yeah. is really cool. I like this because I've played ooh, Kami of the Crescent Moon mm-hmm. as a stand in commander for the mono blue group huggai deck deck I have, which is currently Uyo. Um but just it gives the extra card, it gives a little bit of life. Life gain on card draw is definitely a blue white thing. Yep. And it potentially being uh, the Stanks hair is rev. To (laughs) (laughs) go along with the tortoise, as far as theme in the set, I think is really cool. And it's just group hug, you know. Getting more cards, a lot of the times people won't mess with you as much, though. Cham has fully admitted to targeting the group hug player, because he was going to stop you. (laughs) Yeah, it's a one thing. I mean, it's all a sham. I mean, of course, but... <laughs> we don't need to talk about that uh, during the game.
0: I'm the only person that ever realizes this. And I'm like, you guys are idiots. Like, wh- what are you thinking? Like, it's not just that, like, oh, he gets a, I get a card. Someone, someone is so, like, even just the idea of, like, everyone draws a card, right? And they're like, oh, that's cool. So we all get cards. So we're all on an even playing field. I'm like, no, you're actually at minus two because... You were even when an opponent also drew a card, but now two other opponents also drew cards. So now they also got cards. So
1: <laughs> I think that's what they <laughs> you call. You have the new to deal math. with
0: three new cards,
1: plus one to two to everything <laughs> means minus two. But yeah, like play wise, that makes a lot of sense. You're you're dealing with everyone else getting more resources instead of just one. Other yeah, versus. yes.
2: Although I think I'll take my and chances with Quain over like Grand Arbiter Augustin the Fourth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I do think he he might give that fun spin to Blue-White that, that might be necessary. Like, I put together any As from mm-hmm. Jumpstart because, you know, Jumpstart cards are things that are <laughs> Not really. Yeah. But I just... I like the idea of that card just shuffling everything around and you have to play a lot of Flyers. So there's a lot of, like, deck-building constraint into what that had to do to mm-hmm. function. Where this, I feel... I can slam him in the command zone and the deck can do what I want. Because until... I lock out the game with a stasis or some other equally hilariously awful thing. Everyone's just going to realize they've been drawing cards. And of course, you know, I'll be attacked with a twenty twenty Gyrus and barely live to commander damage, then maybe do something. <laughs> but I like it. I almost would like it better if it was everybody draws a card. I For whatever it could be, losing that little bit of control of getting to use him as... Somehow it's bad for you to draw a yeah. card. Losing that little bit of control makes me, a little, makes me a little, eh. But for the most part, most people would draw a Makes that
2: hug same. a little too genuine.
1: <laughs> there you go. I don't want to have real feelings. I just want to make it look like yeah. I have
2: feelings. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to ask yeah. your permission if you want to hug. I'm going to hug you. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Well, coming up with the holiday nice. season, I feel like there's going to be a lot of. <laughs> <in there. laughs> I can just see it now, nice. Grandma. I don't want to hug COVID. You should be
3: responsible.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, final card. All for right. You, Matt. My
2: final card is Phyrexian Triniform. Nine generic mana for a Golem artifact creature. It is a nine power, nine toughness. At Mythic, uh, when Phyrexian Triniform dies, create three colorless, three 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 colorless Golem artifact creature tokens, and it has an encore ability of twelve generic. So you do the deal: sorcery speed, exile it from your graveyard, create a copy of it for each opponent, and each each token has text <laughs> on it, un- unwritten text on it somewhere that says it has a certain opponent that it has to attack. And and those tokens gain haste, and must attack if fable. Um, so I I'm a big fan of uh, Phyrexia. Uh, I hope we we do see more Phyrexian stuff in the future. I feel pretty confident we will. Uh, I've also been kicking around the idea of building a Golem tribal deck for a while. Um, I, I think yeah, I mentioned yeah. this to you guys. I want to use I want to replace my existing Atraxa deck and build Atraxon Titan. Using a Titan Forge to make giant golems, and uh, and then populate yes. it with these little three three guys. And now we've got we've got the new legendary uh, Salvage Artificer, or sal- it's the Salvage Spicer. The, there's the cycle of Golem Lords from from Phyrexia that all create a three three when they enter, yeah. and they all give kind of some kind of benefit to golems. Um, so I think when I saw this card, my first thought was is like, I think there's finally enough to put that deck together and make it go. And do what it's supposed to. Uh, it's To me it's a really well balanced. Like it's big. It's splashy. It's fun. But it's certainly not overpowered. Or, or unbalanced. At least I don't feel. Like you can make this do stupid things. But you're going to have to try to make it do stupid things. Uh, a 9-9 vanilla body. That leaves three vanilla bodies behind. When it dies. Is just not. Is not enough. In the average commander game. On it's own. So I think it's a great tool. To do some fun stuff. Without being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Probably my one critique of it is I would have. The more I thought about it, I would have liked to have seen a spiritual heir to a worm coil engine. If they'd have given it three keywords, and then each golem had one of the keywords when it when it left.
1: Yeah, that have been really cool. Okay. I do think. This yeah, because the- like,
0: if you have to remove it on the the trigger. The dies trigger. Did, does it still? Does it still create the three threes? As like as yeah, long as it that. dies, Cause it yes. Because
2: because the, yeah. the the encore text has to sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step. So the so the tokens okay, so the tokens dies. Die. Yeah, okay. sorry if I said exile. I misspoke.
0: Yeah. No, I I might have just been thinking about it wrong yeah. in my head too. I mean. If you got three opponents, you're creating <laughs> 12, three, three It's Like that's not
1: it's nothing to sneeze at, you
0: know, but you have to nine get 9 3.
2: Well, uh, yeah, 12 cuz the original. Yeah.
1: I yeah. think this card is costed assuming you have one token doubler. Yeah,
2: yeah, I can agree with that.
1: Because the on card for 12, hey. then you get six 9s nine that each make 3 that becomes 6, you make 30.
2: Is it 32? Jeez, but yeah. but they're all vanilla bodies so I mean it it's it only works as a go wide like it, it hinges on your opponent's not having board sweepers which is not likely uh and it at three threes yeah. even a pretty modest board sweeper would do the job
1: but but the point is yeah. like you're normally when it's like look at this two card combo I made 41 yeah. ones I mean 30 some odd three threes in a way is oh sure. Of course, then I would... I Personally, I would just want to sack them all to Soulfire and still bing someone for over a hundred, but...
2: You know, yeah.
1: It's easy to, We like... all have our ways. Or
2: uh, it'd be an easy way to activate... Well, I think that only triggers an upkeep. The, uh... Is it automated assembly from Kaladesh? The, the blue the blue aura that, that copies a, an artifact? And then if you yeah, have eight of the same thing, thing. you win.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I am. I think it's name. putting that on gauntlet of power, and then rolling for the color that the new gauntlet is it was a really yeah.
3: fun
0: game. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I like the card. It makes me think of a transformer, mm-hmm. though, because like you kill it and then it the breaks three... into
2: three smaller pieces.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a transformer. I'm sorry, a Power Ranger like yeah. with Zoids. Yeah, I was like, eh, that's cool and cool, and that's why it's called Triniform, because the three of them come together, and yeah, I get it, I get it. I'm 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 in with the hip crowd. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but there's also um, there's also enough artifact payoffs like making those tokens indestructible will not yeah. be terribly difficult. Um, the there'll be a lot of like I said, I think there's a lot of combo potential in it, but it's not on the face of it. It's not just an insanely powerful card.
0: No. Yeah, it's no. unique.
1: It seems fun, and maybe awful things will happen <laughs> because of it.
0: Yeah. All right, final card of the night. Another one of the court cards. A um, uh, court of ambition two and black black. Another mono black for me tonight. Uh, I'm so proud of you, by the way. Uh, Whenever whenever Court of Ambition enters the battlefield, you become the Monarch. At the beginning uh, of your upkeep, each opponent loses three life unless they discard a card. If you're the Monarch, instead, each opponent loses six life unless they discard two cards. And the flavor text, watch your step. I like this card because I like opponents not having cards.
3: <laughs> I like,
0: like if that's the thing that comes out of Black's wheel that I really like. It's discard. Um, I really like limiting the resources on that end because I'm tired of X counter spell coming in or X, uh, you know, board wipe against my team. Like it's a big reason why Sire of Insanity is one of my favorite cards in the Gaia's deck, and I search it out. Probably more often than I should, because I'm like, okay, now we're gonna to be top decking, and I'm gonna bet I'm gonna to top deck better than you. And Gyrus doesn't care because he's gonna look through the graveyard. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I could see Court of Ambition actually going into my Gyrus deck um, because of stuff like that. There's a lot of discard engines in that deck already. We actually talked about replacing a lot of stuff and making it like actively discard. Uh, opponents. Um, there was that funny play. I don't know if you you heard. Maybe, we've maybe told you before, Matt. They the time where I turned one thought seized a dude and turned him off the whole game because I hit his uh, mana crypt right mana crypt chance.
1: I don't remember if it was crypt or vault, but he kept like one land and mana crypt or <laughs> mana vault, and he took yeah. that out so he couldn't cast any of his cards. Idiot. Yeah. And it was a no. it was a partner's game, and that guy was my partner. and he didn't
0: <laughs> help it. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah, it was. It was epic. I, I, I like the idea of limiting resources. So putting this just down. Now, being the monarch, in my experience, because I've I've always had at least some card that gives me the monarch. Not a lot of people like to go swing in just to get that monarch card, though at least not against well, me.
2: I think as a mechanic it's it is balanced so much better for multiplayer that that mm-hmm. I I think gaining that incremental advantage is less advantageous than potentially depriving an opponent of it. So I think I think the pressure yeah. that builds is not from wanting the monarch for yourself, it's from letting the same person keep it for more than a turn or two.
3: Mhm.
0: Yeah, oh, I no, like and I, I get that, but, like, this is the... We've seen an uptake in, in Monarch mm-hmm. cards as well. It used to not be too great. I've always... I, I, a lot of times I have that one that it says, if you're the Monarch, every time you tap a land for mana, it also mm-hmm. adds a green. Um, So I, I've had that one, and that... People don't seem to come after me, and I'll have that for four or five turns sometimes. Yeah. Like, but... It's something like this, like it's a little more annoying, but it, I don't think this is enough to like. Okay, now I have to come at you. It's it's not. I feel it's, like it's just under the radar enough that it's annoying that they'll consider it, but they won't go out of their way. Yeah, you know what I mean. So,
1: like, I feel you. I, but I, don't I feel like that completely that. changes with Court of Ambition in play. Do what? I think Court of Ambition is a big enough problem. They will remove the court, or they will unmark you because. Losing six life or discarding two cards—it's pretty stiff. It's, yeah. it's no,
0: rough. it is. It is. But I mean, this is this is one of those things where I play Sire and then I play my mm-hmm. yeah you know, I play Court and then I keep Sire for the next turn and then right I play Sire. and they just like, keep
2: they just keep losing six every turn. Ideally,
0: <laughs> yep. And there's nothing they can do about it if mm-hmm. Sire hits the field because well unless
2: it, they ideally. unless they top deck so, some removal for him or the enchantment. Sure. Um yeah. Yeah, and, sure. Which and, isn't likely. <laughs> and I'll admit despite being the the mono black player, I I underestimated this just because I've been burned by too many of those modal black cards where it's like your opponent can choose and it it's like they're they're never going to choose the one that you want or need them to choose. But this one I think you're right. No. Especially if you're holding on to that monarch, I think that's enough. Like that's a pretty lousy choice to be in. Do I want to toss two or do I want to lose six?
1: I mean, you'll probably mm. in in a normal game if life totals are still high, you'll probably tax. You'll get 18, a couple of sixes, off, eighteen yeah. life off of each opponent if you can keep the crown and keep this in permanent. Then it's going to be, I can't lose yeah. anymore, and that's when the like the true stranglehold I feel will kind of mm-hmm. come in and the pointy pointy yeah. vines in the art really start stabbing <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's where i like to that's where i like to play is the turtle magic like all right come at me yeah. bro <laughs> that's that's where i that's where i like to go but yeah i i don't know this is this is one of the few cards in this whole set that i will actually consider actually putting in one of my decks um which is, I didn't really see anything that was super great for, um, to, I guess the new Chimera could go into, um, Ghidorah, but other than that, yeah. like...
2: Yeah, Court of Ambition could very well have a place in a Nicol Bolas. I mean, it fits that wheel, that punish for draw and discard. It fits that well.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, of course, Nic- Nicol Bolas deserves yeah. to wear the
3: crown, so... <laughs> hmm
0: so yeah that's that's it that's our that's our, our 15
1: cards so plus one i do um, have a funny anecdote though
2: oh yeah uh-huh plus one you for,
1: like, for Hans. like we said <laughs> yeah we did, yeah, we did have the uh, opportunity to open packs the first time before we've ever done a review with this set and yes we cracked the first box like i said with the uh, champ's number one child and I opened the other box by myself and I took a picture and it's unfortunately super. You're making boring. it
0: sound like favoritism, my first <laughs> child of two. Well, I'm just being
1: <laughs> vague, keeping child's identity yeah. secret on the internet yeah. because things. And the the best pack I opened was of course because I had a jewel lotus. But the thing yeah, to me that... I I
0: do wanna I do wanna clap for us for not picking that shit card, Jeweled Lotus, like oh my god. Whatever, it's, it's gonna... gonna
1: see play, everyone knows about it, everyone's gonna talk about Ugh, it. It's not important. Yeah. But the important thing is my best pack, you know, financially value wise, had jeweled lotus and it had an etched foil of prismatic piper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. hmm
1: I will say this, because of the nature of that card when you when you draft commander legends you can actually bring prismatic pipers from outside the game to only to be your commanders so i have an etched foil and a normal foil from that from my box too so i actually have in my opinion the perfect pair because they are distinct from each other and they're both you know fancy so mm. i have the perfect if i ever have to go double piper
3: <laughs> in
1: group it held a little more value than I thought. Looked up the etch foils, about yeah. five. So.
3: Hmm.
1: That, that second um, box I opened probably paid for both boxes. Because it had the uh, the Black Tudor Punish card. Oh, what was that
2: called? Opposition. Yeah, opposition, opposition Agent. agent.
1: Yeah. I had two Hull Breachers, a Wheel of Misfortune. Uh, Hmm. there's a white card that's, like, six or so bucks. Keeper of the Accord. Like, bucks two. And I had an etch foil of the rare blue-black Flash Commander. Like, it was... Makes me excited for opening Collector's Packs (laughs) about a week or so from now, when I get the mail.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Any other comments on the set proper before we rate it?
1: Uh, There's just... There's a lot of other cards I would have loved to talk about and just, we only had five, yeah. like, Wrong Turn would be another one that I'd about. That was talk one of my, one of my it...
2: alternate shots so yeah, we were on the same same wavelength there.
1: Definitely putting it in a deck. I feel like, instead of building a deck immediately from this, I'm going to go to my normal normal process of my Mono Blue Group Hug is going to get new cards in it, I'm going to play with some of the new cards Wednesday and see how I feel about them. Like, Sphinx of the Second Sun will be one of those cards. Um, maybe Sakashima's will. I don't think I opened a Sakashima's Protégé to try that. Um, Wrong turn, definitely. Hullbreacher. Like, I just... I just enjoy this set. I am super thrilled to potentially get to actually draft it Friday. And Mm. I I hope other people who listen get to hear the gloriousness that I did, that the standard has kind of died down locally, so they've only been drafting on Fridays. So, until Kalbheim supposedly and i will say the word supposedly many times supposedly every other week will be a commander legends draft at the local place on fridays i was like oh that is exactly how i will be in here 10 times more often than i've been since COVID." (laughs) (laughs) i'll get bug spray to keep people away because that apparently works
2: um Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I I guess I'll say from from what I've seen, my you know when they announced this set months ago, my big concern was that it was going to be slammed to the gills with a with a bunch of really push stuff. And from what I've seen, that does not seem to be the case. I am very impressed with the relative balance. Um, You know, obviously there's going to be some exceptions, Uh, and and the fact that there are so many, like you mentioned, Blim, comedic genius. We, we discussed uh, your lock, uh, so that, that there are a lot of cards in the set that feel very fun and unique mechanic-wise, mm-hmm. and not just strictly stuff that that's just good generically.
1: Yeah, a lot of, I'm good at what I do, but what I do is narrow, mm-hmm. so... Uh, Norstro, Voice of Crags doesn't outdo every Jeskai commander. He is kind of interesting. He's in Thor, actually really. But it's only kind yeah, of. Yeah,
2: actually really underwhelming in anything but Storm.
1: <laughs> yeah, that card, if I had a permanent marker to permanently change it, when it checks X, it checks X plus one. Like, it at least scries one, or gains a life, or hits mm-hmm. a creature. Like, he. I think he's a Chimera. He's either a cascade commander or you're actually playing Chimera Tribal. Like i I struggle to want to play a commander that might actually have no text, given the wrong yeah. situation.
0: Yeah. I I'm happy we saw another Kodama. Kodama not, the East Tree. We've had center tree for a long time.
1: North and South, I believe. I'm
2: not real happy with the tree mm-hmm. that we got though. <laughs>
1: I mean, oh, it's okay. It's a little
2: better than okay. It's...
1: <laughs> it's... It's... To to phrase it properly, it's effing yeah. dangerous. Because, yeah. well, just give You're play pattern them. of... You cast this, you put it in play. Next turn, you put some lacquer in play. It lets you put something else in your hand and play. Let's say you put what else in the play? Then you can get two lands out of your deck, and if you have two lands in your hand, you can put them in the play, too. Like...
2: It's silly. Yeah, it's.
0: Right uh... now.
1: Now, you're putting a lot of cards from hand into board with this, so maybe it just makes you really susceptible to board wipes, but anything that draws you cards or. I actually like him a lot in the Bant Dragons deck, because the dragon would draw you the card, then you could trigger that to put it into play, potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't. I think he's really good with a two color partner that doesn't share a color with him. Just to have card. Drawing.
2: Yeah. It wouldn't have made sense within the context of the, of the set, but I would have liked to have seen that ability restricted to like spirits and or cards with soul shift, but kind of keep him in that tribe since that's where the other Kodamas are.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I feel that, but yeah, the design. Yeah. Is the set, yeah.
2: So. I understand that.
0: You know? It could have been fine. I just literally like the Kodamas. You can, so. Whenever
1: you have a permanent interplay that wasn't entered by this ability, you may put a land into play. Like Maybe that changes all it needs yeah. to be like good but not oppressive.
2: Yeah, because I'm with Cham. I like the Kodamas, but most of the Kodamas that we have are, I'm not going to say they're unplayable, but they are pretty underwhelming. And it felt like mm-hmm. because they oh, were yeah. giving us a new one, they really wanted to pump the gas on that card specifically. And I think maybe they pumped it a little too hard.
1: Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. I do. I listened to some other reviews of this card where they read all the, like they, to someone who had not <laughs> seen the card, they read the card completely. And then they're like, okay, that, that seems great. Wow. I'm surprised. Like, it's, it's nice to see a good card. And then they always like waited and then said the word partner. Like, wait, that's a partner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, design-wise, with mm-hmm. the set, we know now that all the monocolor stuff is part of it. It
0: kind of has to be, dropped. yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, uh, we'll get to our, uh, our our ratings of the set and close it out. So, Darth, what is, what is your rating for? Uh, um, it's like,
1: I don't know what we're areas. actually at, so we'll just choose a number that feels comfortable. Uh, it's 10,000 yep. out of 10,000. It's a great set, and Gideon's still dead. <laughs>
0: Yeah? Okay. Uh, Matt, what's your I it rate it 724
2: out of Sakashima's Thousand Faces.
0: <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 Hydra heads because it's a freaking Chimera. There we go.
1: Did you forget there's another Hydra?
0: I mean there is, but it's it's not in the set proper. It's in the commander stuff, which yeah. I don't we could have talked about it, but I don't really It's okay. I'll get it. I'll get it. But <laughs> yeah. Alright. Uh that's a wrap, folks. Um you can catch oh before before we go, um again, this is Fortune, you can catch me at Hunters Hub Pod on Twitter. Um to catch up with you know other episodes uh the weekly show we've got we just released bickering bucks on um carrion we're going to be doing um hyrule warriors uh, age of calamity next and then also we've got the D thing we, we skipped a week um but the next session should be going on tuesday and of course uh obviously the the weekly show going on um we had a nice fun talk about how I couldn't get a PS five with Morg and that was fun. So yeah, tune into those and also ecology still on the way. Um, Darth, I know we can't find you anywhere on Twitter. Um, Matt, I think you're, you only have a professional. Twitter, uh, right? No,
2: absolutely <laughs> not. I don't have a Twitter.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you had one for your job, but okay.
2: Nope. Never mind. <laughs>
1: I mean, you could just give the truth right. that I give. I just don't want to have all this other social media stuff. <laughs> and enough people can get a hold of Cham if they really want to say something.
0: To me. It's true. Yeah all 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 complaints can be lodged at me. <laughs> Ew.
1: Ew. I have a new goal. <laughs> uh, isn't complaints.
0: that? I mean, that's what that's what Zweep says at the end of every D D session. Yeah, any complaints? Toss a chams way. So, uh, thanks for listening tonight, guys. See you later.